of division and indifference. And only one group dares laugh in the face of it all. Kamikaze! Snowmen! Fighting the morally ambiguous forces of the Apatheticon, using only an assortment of guns, magic, and giant robots. Kamikaze! Snowmen! Terry, Paul, and Josh are the Kamikaze Snowmen! Snowmen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the eighth episode of the Kamikaze Snowcast for February 2013. On this episode, we talk to Rich Early, owner of Paradox Comics and Cards, about the monthly game night that they've started there. And in addition to that, uh, we have a special message for you at the end, so we hope you'll stick around through the entire episode, plus a brand new track. Catch it! Kamikaze Snowman! Okay, this is a song about my favorite substance that I abuse. Go for it, Josh. Hit it. Hit that substance. I smoke crack in the morning and I smoke crack at night. Oh, yeah. I smoke crack every day to make me feel alright. Light me up. I like to smoke crack. I smoke two bowls all the time. It makes me feel so good I start to rise. But you need someone to buy crack from. You need a crack dealer. I'm a crack dealer. Hey, crack dealer, will you sell me some crack? Yes, I will. You cannot take it back. So what you're saying is you'll sell some crack to me? Yes, I will, my friend. But for a fee. (laughs) Sell some crack to me. But for a fee. I wish I had some money. Guess I'll have to rob a bank. Hey, you. I need some money to go and buy some crack. So give it all to me. Don't look at me. I have none to give. Sure you do. It's in the drawer. Oh, you're right. Here you go. Take it. I don't want to fight. So I'll go and I'll buy some more of that wonderful substance called crack. Give me that money! Here you go, here's the money for my crack now. Will you give it to me, Mr. Dealer? No, I won't! This is for the crack that you bought last week! You never paid me then! You never paid me now! I want more money! It's not gonna be funny when I rape you! Like a cow! That doesn't sound good. It's not! It hurts! Real bad! So I'll go and I'll hold up a 7-Eleven. Hello! I guess this means I won't get into heaven. Oh my but goodness. I need my crack so badly. Put that gun down! Won't you give me that money? Wouldn't you just rather have a slushie? My no, I wouldn't. Fine! Want that money? Open up the register. Okay, take it! Thank you, sir. And You're welcome! Thank her. Excuse me, dealer. I've got some more money. Give it here! There you go. Now can I have my crack? <laughs> I've been shot and the blood loss is making me dizzy. <laughs> the crack dealer took all of my money. Give it here! The phone is ringing. <laughs> Hello? His beeper's beeping. 
I'm gonna die here right now oh. in the streets. Yes, we did call. This is um, another different deal. We're doing a different deal. Hey, take it easy. Take it easy. And he's dying! Kamikaze snowmen. Uh, no. Are there any? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to develop one. Coral trading cards. Coral. Is it like... Is coral! That, <laughs> like your target audience... No, no, no. Is it games to sell to coral or like... Coral enthusiasts. Maybe it could be Bargos. We could make a yeah, Bargos, Bargos game. <laughs> it's coral all about collecting coral. Yes, his coral car. His coral he has car. a coral car. Oh my god, we had so many... Brian and I started these puns about, like, what happens if there's a fight breaking out and it's a coral quarrel, and then oh. uh, it just <laughs> went way downhill. As puns tend to do. Yeah. My, my favorite, personally, was that if you started your own business... Uh, selling the stuff, you would have to become incorporated. Oh! <laughs> and then everybody... Nobody liked that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> everybody groaned on. Everyone. Uh, well, Josh, you want to introduce... Uh, yeah, yeah. We're uh, sitting here uh, with uh, Mr. Rich Early, uh, the owner of Paradox Cards and Comics. In Fargo, North Dakota. Yes, uh, we've had him on the podcast before mm-hmm. on our, our one and only live uh, recording. Yeah. He was gracious enough to yes, come to us <laughs> and do it. That was one of my worst podcast performances of all time. Are you? Care. What are you saying? Uh, are you implying <laughs> that we do bad podcasts? No, you do good podcasts. Yeah, Having me on that night was a huge mistake. So uh, I don't know why that went nowhere for some reason. It was like oh, well, it was like weird because we're in this giant room, and then and there'd been yeah. all those people there, you know, shortly before us, and then there yeah. was about five people around. Yeah, they Everyone just they out. disappeared with the uh, half half clothed ladies. Yeah. yeah, as they are wont to do. Yeah. See, we should have paid them a lot of money to stick around, and then we would have had everybody well, staying. There. I actually uh, one of the gals from the um, what's the word for it? It begins with a B. I keep thinking bar mitzvah, but that's not right. Bar mitzvah? Probably yes. not. Uh, burlesque. Burlesque. Right. Okay. Uh, I had talked to her about doing the podcast, and she was all for it, but then um, I, I just couldn't get a hold of, find, get her after the show because she was, you know, Another man came carried along off by that's, other that's people. That's what happens with burlesque girls. Yeah. Another man comes along. So and I tried. I tried to get <laughs> some sex appeal on there, and so we... Uh, but I'll we ended up with Rich instead. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sex I, appeal went down. Yeah. I mean, I am single and looking for love, so uh, that's, Ready you know. Mingle. Single yeah. and ready to mingle. Yeah, it's kind of weird, you know. I mean. So, so I on mean, the live you know, podcast. I, I, I'm, the, I'm the, the, the game shop owner, and I'm single. Go figure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so so on the live podcast, we were shilling the, the the store. We were trying to get people to come to the store. Yeah. Now, now we're this just shilling podcast, rich. This is, ah. this is just turning into a big... Uh, Speed dating. Speed just, dating. <laughs> you can find them on Facebook. Uh, yeah. You can ask them any question. Come down them. to the shop. Yep. Say hello. <laughs> mm. But yeah, we uh, we wanted to sit down and, and chat with you a little bit specifically. Uh, I think about the board game night. Yeah, that is s- just monthly board game night that started up. Let me start by saying that we both attended the Kamikaze yes. Snowman. We were in attendance, not as we didn't perform or anything. We just no, came to play. With we friends. weren't allowed. It was, but uh, it was it was there was a band. There was a sign on yeah, the door. Really. <laughs> it was like no Kamikaze like, Snowman performance. You see in Star Wars when the droids walk in the bar and he's like, "Hey, we don't deserve their kind." We like walked in with a guitar and they're like, "Hey, no guitars." Yeah. So then like we left that, we had to leave that in the car. 
But we did come, and it was, it was a blast because there were so many people here. Uh, we, we started playing at 6 p.m. Yep. Uh, there was football on the television for Vikings and, and Packer fans. Everybody here was gaming. There was an entire you know, banquet table filled with games up about five feet. I'm not kidding you. So, like, an entire banquet table. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a huge table filled with games. Uh, that's something that's a great site for anybody who loves board games. And people were just, like, so friendly and so open and just sharing their, their time and their games. And I had a blast. We gamed till 5 in the morning, and, like, it was just a lot of fun. It was yeah, a blast. it was a great time. But, um, uh, yeah, so what was the, the actual count of people? I mean, obviously it's hard with people coming and going to, to get that, but overall, about how many people uh, came to that bridge? Well, we know initially we gave out 65 tickets that were going to be used as a prize giveaway system. Uh, But I know there were probably, oh, you know, I mean, there were more people here than that number. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know how many. I know another 10 to 15 tops, so probably probably 75 or 80 people uh, unique through the night. Which is pretty impressive, I think. (laughs) Well, considering, like, when we concocted this idea... You know, when we, okay, well, I mean, back up to when we opened the event center, it's an idea I wanted to go forward with, like, right away. However, for a lot of reasons of other things going on and so on and so forth, they just kind of, you know, kind of get putting, pushed back a bit. And I wanted to make sure that, like, I knew what I was doing and was ready to commit to it. Well, I can have half of that happen, that I was ready to commit, not the that I knew what I was doing part. So, um, but, yeah, I mean... I don't know, like, twice a year we have these gaming conventions in town, and you go to them and you're, you're like, hey, the whole reason people are here is because after the gaming convention is done for the day, everybody piles into the hotels and uh, hangs out and games, and uh, unfortunately we can't allow you to drink here. Um, so that, that, is, that is unfortunate, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I think people are willing to... The games probably yeah. end, up, end up a lot more cordial that way. <laughs> <laughs> people not drinking. I didn't see any boards getting flipped over, yeah, so yeah. I think, I think that's, too many probably, that's probably a good thing. But, but I mean, this, this place, I did not... I, I mean, my expectations were... I thought if we had tw- you know 20 to 30 people for our first event that I would consider that a success to build on because mm-hmm. I, I mean just I'm clueless you know I had no idea what was going to happen so uh, to nearly have three times what I would have considered a successful first time around event I think that's great the the big question is going to be follow through we did a lot of excitement mm-hmm. um, a lot of excitement a lot of building up specifically to the event and whatnot um, so we're going to have to see how it carries forward. Forward, and I think you know how we can add to it and change it, and so on and so forth. We've, been, we've gotten lots of feedback from people um, about mm-hmm. what to do, and I mean, largely, I think like it seems like you know the the way we did it, which is just bring a bunch of games and your buddies. You yeah, know? yeah, uh, just open the place up and give people a place and an excuse to play. You know, that's I think that's more what people need. Yeah, and there were so people was, here. I mean, there was all ages. I mean, there were there were like yeah. eight and ten year old kids playing games and fifty yep. year old people playing games. I mean, it was just it was just a, a kaleidoscope of different people here. A lot I guess of different you, games and stuff too. It yeah. wasn't all just you know people weren't playing the game. It's and so there was lots to move around and look at and uh, just an open environment too. A lot of people were very 
willing as long as you know their games weren't full right. up to accept people in. That was something try. I was going to ask you guys because mm-hmm. I wasn't. You know, I, I I went home and watched the Vikings game, and I didn't really play any games. So I was wondering when I was walking around if it was all just oh I'm playing with my buddies at this table, and then there's another group of buddies playing at the next table, um, or how you know whether you guys mm-hmm. jumped into games or what happened. You know, I, I think. Uh, for the most part, I mean, we, we had our friend, we had our buddies that we ha- came here, but we added people to our game for sure. Yeah, uh, there was like two or three people that we just like added to the game. Yeah, um, we were able to do that with uh, Arkham Horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, given the schedule, we had so many games that we wanted to play and we were planning to that we weren't able to open it up to get the full number of players in because I know there were some more people who were interested, and I had to to say, no, I'm sorry, we we can't have any more, yeah, so we'll just take like all five, night. Five um, but uh, in Seven Wonders, and you know, uh, we got to play a round of Tigris and Euphrates at the end of the night. Uh, yeah, get in on that. So I, for us, it was like we played with people who we may have played with before that we knew kind of casually, and we played games with before. And that was one thing I was going to say is like maybe I, I could see the only like improvement that would be would be have some sort of because I guess it could be if you didn't know anybody here and you just walked in, it might be a little bit intimidating, right? You just like mm-hmm. see all these people playing games, you don't know where to start, you don't know what table to start with. Like maybe if there was some sort of structured like, hey, here's the intro area, like this mm-hmm. is kind of, is this your first time here? Do you know anybody? No? Uh, then come over here and start playing games here. You know, maybe and that's be... a little something we were discussing uh, just a little while ago, uh, Rich, is that one of the changes you're thinking about bringing in is uh, adding in uh, uh, a demo section, like specifically to have someone demo board games, and so it'll be easier for people to uh, experience new games, and then also to get it into the game night itself. Yeah, and to find a group of people to play with, right? Yeah, I think the space we've got available over here in the event center will remain what it was last time. This is going to be just the casual open playroom, but we've still got eight or ten uh, tables up in the the main store, in the retail side. So what I'm thinking about doing is converting that area into a uh, actual, like, organized demo section that might have sign-ups, you know, so on and so forth, um, and have some benefit to demoing. The only the question is, you know, what are we going to demo? Are we going to demo? Are we going to stick with uh, whatever is kind of new this month? Are we going to offer a variety. I mean, demoing Settlers of Catan may not be a very beneficial, you know, right. thing to do, right? So Yeah, you're going to have to, I think you, you really have to play it by ear, I suppose, especially yep. the first time, because it just depends on the person that comes in. If, if you get four people off the street who, you know, maybe they've never really, maybe they came here, they want to play games, and they don't know the community, and they want to test something out, maybe Settlers is perfect for them because they've never played it. I don't, I don't mm. know. You know, so you could have stuff on the ready and then just kind of, be ready to, to tailor it to those types of people that come in. Like, what are their skill set? What have, what have they played? What are they interested in? Do you want more casual? Do you want more intense? Do you, you know, and you could kind of like ask them questions maybe according to like if you have four people sign up, get them together, say what do you guys want to play, and and then put them together and, and run that. Did you see uh, any? I don't know if you've been keeping track of the numbers, but like there's uh, a group on Facebook specifically for the the tabletop games. Um, did you see any numbers? fluctuate there uh, after the game night? Did it seem like some more people came in? Were they aware of it? More specifically, uh, people were adding to the group before game night. Okay. We, we started, I started that group two months ago, and it's over 80 people in that two-month wow. period, which I thought was just fantastic. Again, it was another, I don't know what my expectations yeah. are. This group <laughs> could have 11 guys who never talk to each other in it, you yep. know? Um, 
and it seems like it you know it, it's it was a very active uh, little community it's been quiet the last week or so but I think mm-hmm. after game day you know and now starting this week now we're going to start ramping up again I mean that's you know one thing you do when you're a shop owner and an organizer is you you know it's your responsibility to be getting people informed and getting them excited about the next thing so mm-hmm. you know adding this monthly game night is going to be something we have to be attentive to we can't just oh well it worked well that time and give up on it and just right. assume it's going to do well again because that tends not to be the case so yeah that facebook group it's paradox cnc tabletop and the reason it is that is our website is paradoxcnc.com. And by the way, mm-hmm. it's a crappy website name, and we are well aware <laughs> of that. But like, here here's the deal, kids. Here's here's a here's a piece of advice. Sage it, advice. Sage advice. If you're going to start out for your business, right, make sure that your domain name is available. If it isn't, then don't name your store that. Like it's that simple, right? Like <laughs> like if Kamikaze Snowman had somehow been taken, you have to change your band name. I don't care, you know. Like uh, and so of course, you know. Paradox.com is taken. And then you don't want to be long. So we tried all these derivatives. We tried the most bizarre derivatives you can imagine. And, you, you know, nothing is available uh, uh, that was either family-friendly or pornographic. <laughs> like, there's just nothing, you know. <laughs> what were so, the pornographic names you were oh, considering? I don't, I don't <laughs> Paradox XXX? Yeah. Par- just Paradox Triple X. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, so CNC is just comics-n-cards, which is our official business name, but it's an awful website name. Whenever I say it to someone, oh, our website's paradoxcnc.com, I know they have no idea what I just said. At least no you didn't put the dashes in there. That would that would have been really bad. C dash n dash c dot com. Now I so. thought I thought recently this may be a little bit off topic, but I, I thought recently they opened up the domain names to not just include dot com and dot org and dot I think they added Yeah, but one of the ones. one of the I think you can customize it now to like anything. That's what I thought. I thought it's one like, of the number one pieces of advice you read though is if you don't have a dot com, don't bother. Like that's sure. a that's just a now I mean maybe the, and that could be like a more of a Fortune five hundred thing than I ever really have to worry about. But yeah. I mean I did some domain name research like about three years ago when I think we finally settled on this because we like our original website my middle brother you know I didn't want to have anything to do with the web this is back in like 2000 or whatever I'm like what is what is this what is the point for me whatever so he finally got me to do it our original website was dox13.com docs13.com you know because like it's like the most bizarre yeah, yeah. yeah i mean just well like 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 the one of the stories about the founding of the store is the first check we ever took was for 13 dollars from a lady out in bismarck and so that so i always had kind of i thought that was my lucky number so docs 13.com sure. but you'd have to know that in order See, to, i would have yeah, thought yeah. he was like so, well i like gen 13 so yeah it was really bad and i mean it's just been bad derivatives upon that since then so <laughs> anyway that's way off subject but anyway uh it's an important thing you know, to know so indeed well i know it's a uh, that's that's interesting i always wondered uh you know about that you know like where the, the name of the store came from and stuff like that i don't See, know if you want to get into that right now you know well another thing let's talk game, let's stick to game night so okay, here, yeah. here's here's another thing when we were contemplating this idea is i you know i look back i'm i'm a weird guy like because i'm not uh, you know, I don't necessarily get involved in, in, well, I used to play a lot of magic and I read a lot of comics. So those are kind of like my two strength areas, right? So, 
support games. And when I was a kid, I role played a lot, and I'm playing some Dungeons and Dragons right now. So that's so it's not fair. I mean, I'm involved in a lot of different stuff, I guess. But you know, I don't board game a lot, primarily because of my eyesight. I mean, I, I don't know how you know exactly how playing Eclipse would work out for me. You know, so, <laughs> a um, lot of little numbers and things. All yeah, there, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's and, and that's the only reason that that I'm really not involved. But when I think about creating the event, I think, you know, I go to ValleyCon and I, and I go to CoreCon and I look around and I see all this gaming going on. And the one thing I thought was, okay, so we could replicate this. If people like doing this, hey, we've got the space. We can do this every month. Why do we have to wait twice a year in order to do this? And I think that is exactly the response that we got, you know, and, and can continue to get. But the only thing, and this is these you guys can answer this, like, mm-hmm. what can I do? What is the benefit to you to come here to game as opposed to being in your house and gaming? What is What makes it fun to to be in this you know this environment as opposed to in your basement or your coffee table or your kitchen table community I mean that to me that's mm-hmm. that's what that was that's what sets it apart is you have that's what makes those those uh, those events that go on during the year so great is you have the community of people who enjoy this sort of thing coming together and you know seldom you know we play games and we role play and we play board games seldom do you it's a rarity when you get that group up to like four or five it's like holy cow we got a yeah. lot of people playing this game four or five maybe six people but you walk into a room where you have 60 to 70 people all who love games love board games and they're all willing to play games and have fun with games and you know they have their own opinions on games and you can talk to them about it and they're all having a good time staying up late in a in a large space where there's like beverages and food like forget about it like that's it's just it's great it's fantastic like just to have that many people who enjoy what you enjoy in the same space because the more times you get involved with that community, the more you're going to have opportunities to play games you didn't play or to do things you didn't do before yeah, in, in and, what you like to do. And uh, in addition to that, uh, you know, Paul and I, of course, are both family men. We've got wives and kids. And uh, so, you know, playing at each other, we play games at each other's houses from time to time. But there's, there's always a sense of responsibility going on there. We're either playing late at night when everybody's in bed, so we have to be quiet, and we have to be careful of this, and we might have to interrupt the game if a kid wakes up, you know, that sort of thing. Or if we're actually taking time out of the day, uh, I don't know about Paul, but I always get a little bit of a guilt trip for spending, you know, three or four hours playing a game when I could be doing right. other stuff. Yep. So having the ability to leave the house, you kind of get to leave all that behind. I mean, obviously, I still have my phone on me, so if an emergency happens, I I might have to pack up and go, but I can be in here, and I can just be focused on gaming, having fun, and just, you know, experiencing all of it instead of worrying about, like, okay, we need to, no, don't, I know you just did something awesome, but don't yell, the kids are sleeping, you know, that sort of thing, too. Yeah, and everything's arranged for you. You have the date well in advance. You mm-hmm. can arrange it with everybody, kind of let everybody know, like your family and everybody, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do this night. And you can really block out that time to just go and enjoy it. You know, whereas, like, if you're putting together your own gaming group, it's like, okay, we've got to find six people. We're going to try to shoot for this day. We're, you know, it just becomes, it becomes difficult sometimes to, to make that stuff happen. And, you know, this just provides all that stuff's taken care of for you. You just show up and mm-hmm. you have fun. True. You said you don't edit, right? <laughs> we <laughs> don't edit, so yeah. if you can take that phone call, we're gonna yeah, yeah, we'll no. just take the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, be on the internet forever. You know, speaking speaking of community, I, I mean, which is the key word, I think. Like, 
the thing that I've become aware of, I mean, I'm, so I'm 43, and I'm, <laughs> sorry, ladies, probably not a selling point. Uh, you know, but uh, I do own my own business, you know, once again. No. Um, you know, so I've been doing this. This is my 20th anniversary of, of uh, running this place and whatnot. And uh, uh, the one thing that's happened over time is you know taking a long view is like i my shop grew up being the magic store you know we were mm-hmm. we were comics but then we were the magic store and so back in the 90s in this town there was omni hobby and games um and there have been places like baiters and there's hobby hut and so on and so forth and all those places that was where you know the board game community went and uh and then you got uh you've got the two conventions ValleyCon and CoreCon, and you've got the conflict that the leadership of those two places have, right? right? And so, so like something that's really struck me, and you know, and when I was 23 and I started off in this business, I was very much you shop at my store or else, you know, I mean, because that's right. what you're like when you're young and passionate, you know, <laughs> that's, no, I mean, we're all like that, you mm-hmm. know, and so, uh, so the one thing that's happened in this town is there's so much division between sort of the upper, you know, echelons of things or whatever, you know, and, and I mean, I tell you, like, what we need to do is break down all that barrier we need to and, and it doesn't have to be the par- i don't mean to imply paradox has to be at the center of it that's that's not my point i want to be a piece of the gaming community and so can hobby hut and so can CoreCon and so can ValleyCon and so on and so forth but like we need to set a tone of friendly you know community and and people just do exactly what you guys are saying you know having a good time so when new people come to town there's this guy john eisenberg John's a great guy. He runs the uh, the role-playing meetup.org group. I think it's .org, meetup.com, whatever meetup is. So, mm-hmm. you know, and he said he moved to town three years ago, and he's like, "What what's going on in this town? Why does everybody hate each other, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. And, and if you go down to the cities, um, I'm friends with several shop owners down in the cities, and that, that place, they have a great community as far as the shops getting along and the, and the cons and so on and so forth. So, so I tell you, I mean, I'm really out to set a tone of let's all play games and have fun and let the rest of it just be you know separate from that so absolutely well and and one thing uh, i was wondering uh, now this is intended to be a monthly game night yep. um so uh, it happened first uh, in january coming up in february again and uh conceivably every month after that yep uh now during the months where there are uh core con and valley con and, and some of those things are you planning to still have the game night here or are you looking no, to think... work with them to do move the game night into the convention right or... i would be more than happy to do that like well my first thought is you know i think core con probably is the first weekend in may uh, i believe yes it yep, is. so i would do one of two things i would either just cancel our event for the month mm-hmm. or do everything in my power to send people to core con that would be totally mm-hmm. fine and i would like to i've been trying very hard to get a hold of some CoreCon people because like I would like to see Paradox like I don't know how much I want to retail at cons anymore it's my store isn't really set up for that these days I, I mean everything's uh, I, you know, we we used to be we used to be more flexible to do that, but um, it's very hard to do that now. You know, but uh, I'd like to be more involved in some sponsorship, maybe run some games, you know, uh, uh, advertise, give stuff away over there, so on and so forth. But you know, it's been really hard to get a hold of that group so far. So I need sure. to continue to try to break that down so we can uh, so we can hopefully do some of that. And again, the whole spirit of that is just. 
if I want to give free stuff to gamers at their mm-hmm. con, that seems like something that that should be able to happen. So <laughs> yeah, well, in addition, you know, uh, you guys have a lot of demo games now and things like that that you know could yep. go over for that and and just open up more possibilities for people going to CoreCon to do some gaming. So yep. it it seems like a, a logical conclusion, but of course, uh, you know. It's it's not in our hands. <laughs> yeah, we will make it so rich. Yeah. We'll, we'll do everything in our power because we're so we're very influential. influential. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't mean, but that's you know, I mean, I understand to a degree because, like, you know, I've I've spent many years uh, sort of being a, attached to ValleyCon. You know, I like I remember a ValleyCon about five years ago. I hadn't gone forever. And I went to one, and it was, like, the crappiest attendance I've ever seen at, at, at a local con. You know, there was, like, I, you know, Tony said there were 400 people there, but I don't even know if that's true. I, I, I don't, you know, not sure if that's a number that makes any sense. So, uh, you know, so and I felt bad because I grew up in the 90s going to ValleyCon, and ValleyCon mm-hmm. used to be the place to be. I knew the guys who back in the 80s, uh, you know, built the thing and worked on it and did, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? So you might want to edit now. I don't know. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> nope, Someone just walked through with a big bag of coral. Yeah, yeah. yeah coral, so. and they're on their way to the store. <laughs> so well, so I basically, all I did was I is is I wanted to build the game community. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't that I cared about, there was no core con at this time. And so it wasn't that I gave a crap about, you know, this con or that con. It was that this is the con people should be gaming at. And, I mean, I don't want to like sound like I did this but in the two years I helped out with ValleyCon we went from 400 attendants to 900 attendants uh-huh. you know and it's like I, and it's not that I was all that involved but I know that the I know I helped spark the energy that Tony put into it to get those numbers built you know the mm-hmm. and the bad thing that happened is gaming got kicked out and you know I mean I understand like there were 400 people attending the con you know yeah. so so the perception was what are we doing here you know and so as as the uh you know the philosophy at ValleyCon is to have a really wide net and to try to have sort of a mass um, entertainment expo almost uh, right. to service right. a little bit of everything from steampunk to <clears throat> you know everything and so that's uh, to, that's going to take up time and space and the gamers got pushed aside in that form in the CoreCon guys form so now they've done a great job you know that mm-hmm. con everything I hear about that con is awesome you know I didn't go the first couple of years as a retailer you know I wasn't willing to do that um, and and be there when you didn't know what it was going to become and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So if people over there are like, you know, hey, that place wouldn't support us then, I mean, I get it. That's cool. I understand. But, you know, there's a point at which, like, our community makes more sense than grudges make any amount of sense. Mm-hmm. So that's what we want to have happen. So, I mean, and it's easy for me to sit here and say that stuff. I get that. But, uh, you know. I'm just going to do my thing and hope that it works out. <laughs> so, yeah, well, we. we I'm going to promote them, and I'm going to make sure that <laughs> people are going to their event. And if that's what I can do and make the event successful, then that's what I'm going to do. So there you go. That's uh, no, that's a, a good way to start building that that bridge. Yeah, exactly. Back up. You know? Yep. So absolutely, and, and I would. You know, it might be like it would be one of the one of the ideas that I've got for say the monthly game night. 
is to try to draw a little bit of all these communities together. I wouldn't mind seeing a CoreCon sponsored table in the room yeah. where they were demoing games and then had their flyers and their posters and that sort of thing and have ValleyCon do the same thing. And like this week, one of my goals is to reach out to all three college game clubs, NDSU, Concordia, and right. MSUM, yeah. and make sure that we can try to start getting some of those guys in here uh, as well. And then, uh, uh, you know, and just try to find every corner of the gaming community in Fargo-Moorhead that we can. So, Absolutely. And, if they, and again, if they wanted to sponsor stuff, one thing to flip from there, you know, it would be great if we were able to add uh, uh, a great, like, a table of food. You know, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, chips, yeah. you know, snacks, whatever. We'd probably want to think a little bit about what kinds of things we were adding just to make sure that, uh, you know, it wasn't destroying people's games. Like yeah, that. and that's, that's the, you might, want, you might um, want to have, like, you have that side room over here. You might yep. want to have that be the food room. The food room, right? Yep. So you yep. go in there, you have, you know, a tarp laid down yep. so things yep. fall. Yep. And you got maybe some chairs and some <laughs> tables in there. But I just imagine a tarp with, like, yeah. spaghetti yeah. thrown on yeah. it, just people digging well, with their hands. You get a big, well, no, big no, old no. life-size <laughs> thing of Gandalf. You <laughs> shall not pass with, with food. food. Yeah. You know, and something like that and have fun with it. And I'm sure, like, you know, well, People no kidding. Would, like yeah. the source down in Minneapolis, they they run one a couple times a year that they just call it Potluck Game Night. Yeah. And yeah. so the idea is everybody's supposed to bring something to contribute to a food room, you know, or a food tray or table or whatever. And uh, but you know, I think a cool way we could do that is if we could get the clubs and the cons to sponsor that sort of thing. That right. would be really cool, so that the you guys coming could just have the experience of playing and didn't have to hassle with my wife made brownies for the thing, you know, right. or whatever. So. Are there nuts in these? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that will ever happen. It just seems like a good way to, you know, be a a cool Uh, way to do it. So I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a great idea. I I hope other people would be on board with that. Yeah. I mean, I I think that would be a lot of fun. I mean, at the very least, I mean, you. You get some pizzas and you sell pizza by the slice. I don't know the legality of doing that or what kind of vending license you right, need. Right, if, if you keep, I mean, I, I do yeah. a little bit. You know, it's, it's. I mean, <laughs> if you if you keep it warm, it's fine. You know, there's there's definitely issues, but I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be too afraid of it. Uh, you know, but again, you know, you get into pizza and everybody's got their board games, which have got pieces and cards and everything. And, and, and so, you and the food aspect, be, maybe that would be something that build. You know, maybe the first yeah. time you do it, maybe like five people bring food. Well, you know, you hope that like the whole everybody who doesn't bring food isn't going to like eat that food. Generally speaking, yeah. So you know, Most you get five people bring food. Light. They sit back there. They eat some food and then maybe the next time you have it 10 people bring it then 12 then 15 you know it just grows from there and all of a sudden pretty much everybody there's more food than anybody can eat yeah so it might be one of those things where you start and it starts small but it grows so. yeah yeah and, and and certainly paradox is not afraid to start it by investing in you know some bowls of chips and you know stuff and like cheese trays yep and, exactly so yeah. and it maybe it's that simple you know maybe you're right we just uh, we start putting some stuff out there and then encourage a couple people and then it just kind of catches on who knows so, but yeah, I guess uh, we should probably start wrapping it up here. Uh, anything else about game night or gaming in general that want to hit on yeah. this thing? I we could probably have a whole podcast on thoughts about Dungeons and Dragons, but oh I suppose we'll, we'll have to save that for another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, we didn't even goodness. talk about a game. A game, right? Yeah, we didn't yeah, talk about game night. Just yeah. the and the, the gaming community, which I, I think is uh, is really cool. You know that there is a community here in, in Fargo Moorhead. That for that sort, sort of thing. It's a thriving you know? community. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think 
well, look, you know, I'm a business owner, too. You know, I'm not stupid. You know, if I see a trend going on around that I don't feel like, I mean, you know, I remember, I remember, like, middle of this year, you know, I was really getting that vibe where it's like, okay, I think people are, like, you know, they're buying at Barnes & Noble and they're buying it on Amazon.com, right? And, I, and, and now you can get games at Target and all that sort of jazz. And that's, that's fine. I mean, that's all. Customers are never to blame for what they do. I learned that a long time ago. If they, if they choose to do something because of price, that's their deal. There's nothing wrong with it. If they, they can alternatively choose to do things because of the service or, or the friendships or the loyalties of the community. I mean, there are all sorts of reasons to choose what you do. And you aren't wrong as a customer, you know, no matter what the choice is that you make. You know? But what I realized that I, did, I need to do as a business is I need to create an environment to to, to try to build that loyalty to get them to buy from me. Well, what do I do? Well, you look around the store. You go, well, Magic, Magic the Gathering. What's the, why does that work? Because they can play here, you know, because, because they've got a community. Well, it doesn't take too much of a brain, you know, to start figuring out <laughs> where to go from there. So I think between the Facebook group, the monthly game nights, um, and just, you know, hopefully more events from there, uh, you know, we we can go a long ways to make people happy and just have fun. So, absolutely, I I have gamed and read comics since I was like ten years old. And anybody who thinks that a guy like me or any shop owner in this area is in this to get rich, you guys are nuts. <laughs> You're out of your minds. None of us are rich. None of us are going to be rich. Almost every shop owner I know, pretty much, you know. I, I need to say this carefully because this happens, but, you know, uh, passes away in their store. I mean, it's the it's the unfortunate reality where, you know, it might be a fun life, but, you know, after you've done it for like 30 or 40 years, everybody else who's been working at a bank or done whatever, they've, they've had a crappy career, but they've got a 401k, you know, well, right. I, I don't have one of those, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going to. So then what happens? However, you know? so you are rich. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. Right. So, hey yo, hey yo. Good one, Paul. Yeah, thank you. You shut uh, your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> shut your mouth. That catchphrase. You're incorrigible. Uh, oh, right. Oh, oh, snap. Yeah. Bring no it back even, around. No one even gets that. We didn't even talk about coral in the podcast. <laughs> so, no, it's <laughs> in like what? I got like, some at the beginning. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't man. worry. We'll make them. All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll finish up by uh, just saying, you know, check out uh, the website, check out the Facebook group if you're interested in, in board gaming at all, uh, or anything else, you know, that Paradox provides. Uh, it's a great place to experience it, and you know, just really cool that there's a community. Thank you, everyone, for supporting. And buy more Kamikaze Snowman albums. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I own them all because they gave them to me. That's a great <laughs> business model. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give your stuff away. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Snowman. That is what I said. Thank you. All right, for our next song, I'm going to ask for a volunteer. Is there a female volunteer you, in sir. the audience who would be willing to come up on stage and help us with a particular part of the song? Anybody? Nobody. There are men pointing to women. Yes. Which shows exactly how much they know about the women they are with. Right there? We got one? I don't know. There's I can't tell if you're a man or a woman. Just come on up. Come on up. Please, just come right on up.
What, what's, what's your name? Robin, nice to meet you. Now get on your knees. No, it's, it's okay. It's just for the, for the focus of the song. Uh, just, Josh, can you no, use your words to do the... It's okay, I, I promise. Just, just get on your knees. Give us some encouragement, ladies and gentlemen. version of baby come to me from a show we did at big d's here in fargo and uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun uh, but this is uh, this is josh just wanted to come on the podcast and very briefly tell you about some things that are happening with the kamikaze snowmen uh, i intend to write a blog post uh, that'll of course be up on our website uh, sometime in the very near future here it'll go into more detail but just to briefly touch on it there are some changes happening with what we are doing the the biggest one of course is that we are going to discontinue the kamikaze snowcast uh it's been three and a half years of fun and learning and uh frustration and all sorts of other uh emotions and and blood sweat and tears and all that good stuff um we are not giving up on it it's not that we feel like you know, oh, no one's listening, and so we're cutting it out. We we actually find that we have a very devoted group that tends to download and listen to these, and we appreciate that so much, and we thank you, and we hope that you won't miss the podcast too much uh, because we are going to be putting our time and effort into other things. Um, some of those, th well, I can't go into a whole lot of detail right now because, uh, one, I, I don't have a whole lot of detail, uh, and two, some things aren't completely set in stone yet, and I don't want to tell you something and have it be a, a big thing, and then then it falls through. So, uh, if all goes according to plan, we're actually going to be producing more music. 
So we're going to keep up with that. And that is really the main reason we started doing the podcast in the first place uh, was to get back together and produce music and, you know, put it out there without any real uh, pressure to, you know, produce something that was good. Uh, but uh, we're going to be producing more music. We're going to be producing more videos. And uh, we're, we're going to be trying to get more shows uh, lined up. Um, and, and more conventions, of course. So we thank you all so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, if you are so sad to see the podcast go, if this is something that you're really into, please let us know. If we get a strong enough response, then we will do our best to keep it up. But right now, we feel like our energy will be better spent in some of these other areas. And... Uh, we hope that you'll, of course, continue to stick with us uh, through this next phase. Um, so once again, from all of us in the Kamikaze Snowmen and from me personally, thank you so much for all of your support. Kamikaze Snowmen! And once again, that wraps it up for the Kamikaze Snowcast. Please check out Paradox Comics and Cards at ParadoxCNC.com. You can also visit their shop at 26 Robert Street North in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, we also highly recommend the monthly game night. It's the first Saturday of every month starting at 6 p.m. and going until people stop playing games. It's a lot of fun, uh, but they do also have lots of other great events and sales and things going on all the time, so check them out. If you are interested in seeing the Kamikaze Snowmen perform, you can do that. Uh, February 3rd, that's a Sunday, we will be performing at the Sauce Comedy Showcase at Spirits, uh, or excuse me, at the Cause Spirits and Sound Bar in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, that show starts at 9 p.m. and it's free to attend, so please come out. It's going to be a, a really great time. We also have some conventions booked. We're going to be in Minicon and CoreCon and Convergence, and we will hopefully be adding more dates as the year continues so check out kamikazesnowmen.com for all the information on that do you as a living breathing thinking human being have opinions do some of those opinions have something to do with us let us know feedback at kamikazesnowmen.com check us out on facebook twitter youtube uh go and listen to our songs streaming for free at reverbnation.com uh, check us out we'd love to hear from you for now, here's our new track, Esteban. Esteban. He's a man, an important man. Or is he? If you want to understand him, then you must listen to him play the guitar. This is actually Cause he comes from a long line of gypsies Traps and thieves And they all sing his name To the heavens Esteban He's got sunglasses as black as night And a trench coat that swallows up the sun and speak of women, he's had 50 million. He's a man 
among men And here's the family tree Sing your canto. 